Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi includes advanced security to help protect all your connected devices. You'll get real-time alerts. Oh, like this one. So you don't have to worry about malware. Or when your kid downloads a song from a shady link. And now all your computer can play is... Red color, red color, where are you? <sighs> all blocked, thanks to advanced security. Included with Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Advanced security must be enabled in the Panoramic Wi-Fi app. Restrictions apply. Welcome to Chit Chat Money. On this show, hosts Ryan Henderson and Brett Schaefer interview industry experts and riff on the world of investing. As a quick reminder, Chit Chat Money is a CCM Media Group podcast. Ryan and Brett are not financial advisors. Anything discussed on Chit Chat Money by Ryan or Brett or any other podcast guest is not formal advice or a recommendation. Now, please enjoy this episode. are rolling. This is the Fundamental Analysis Show on Chit Chat Money, and today we are talking Lightspeed. That might sound like some sort of VC firm, but it is actually a payment processor for small businesses. Yes, if you're thinking of Square, they're very similar, so Ryan is going to get into what they do and then the history of the stock and the company. Lightspeed provides a cloud-based commerce platform that helps power small and medium-sized businesses all around the world. So their primary focus is really restaurants and retail and apparently golf. Golf, yeah. I think they made an acquisition in golf, so they may have some sort of like special product for them. Interesting, okay. Um, But they're offering an all-in-one point-of-sale system. That is what they've been selling on their website, essentially. And the system allows them to sell across channels, manage operations, engage with customers, accept payments, and grow uh, small and medium-sized businesses. They have 77,000 worldwide customer locations. Every time someone swipes, they take 2.6% and 10 cents. I don't want to overdo it on how complicated the business yeah. is because they are basically the retail side of Square. I mean, and even in their investor relations page, look the same. Um, they try to have the sleek like, fire logo. It felt blatantly plagiarized. Mm-hmm. You know, on every Square earnings, like whatever they have presentation, example, yeah. they have some of, picture that's yeah. like supposed to be diversity with like yeah. their device in it. Yeah. That's exactly what Lightspeed was doing. Yes. It was actually like – it almost looked like a, a word-for-word copy. Um, but that doesn't mean they're a bad business. So I guess what do you got next? History here? Yeah. Lightspeed was founded by Dax Da Silva in 2005 in Montreal, Canada. Da Silva is still the CEO and their headquarters are still in Montreal, Canada. The company was initially founded to bring the – and I'm putting this in air quotes – Apple Store <laughs> experience to retailers. Mm, great. I'm not really sure what – I don't know what that means, but – they might have pivoted, so good for them. Yeah, hopefully they did. Um, in 2012, Lightspeed receives a uh, received a $30 million investment round led by Excel Partners. That's a lot for mm-hmm. an investment round. Um, and they've acquired a few small companies since. Interesting note, though, in 2018, they brought in former Google CFO, wow. Patrick P- Pichette. Pichette? I, tip, no, that's a big name, but Google's history of capital allocation um, has – been a little poor so i don't know is that even a red flag because of the other bets and stuff like that i don't know but i mean it it's a big CFO of google big uh, big time name there um yeah good on them uh and then they ipo'd in september so basically a month ago wow oh i didn't know it was that uh 
earlier. Let me double check that. But I think you, you might actually. I think you might have been looking at maybe the U.S. exchange versus the Canadian exchange okay. or something like that. Uh, I you talk valuation. I'll look. It yeah. Up. Okay. So valuation or, enterprise value three point five seven billion. Uh, ticker is LSPD, which makes me think it's a police department, like a Louisville State Police Department or something like that. Uh, price is $35.68 as of our recording date on October 15th, 2020. EV to sales, 26. EV to gross profit of 43.3. And margin adjusted EV to sales, which is EV divided by gross margin and sales growth. That is 85. Um, and they're unprofitable. So those are really the three numbers we look at. Uh, the balance sheet looked fine. They had a tiny bit of long-term debt, a lot of working capital. Uh, I mean, there's nothing really concerned there on the value. You know, the valuation you're really looking at that sales multiple, especially with yeah. how unprofitable they are. Uh, one question though: Have we noticed that there's been a lot of higher margin-adjusted EV to sales lately? Yeah, um, I mean multiples are higher. They are like, higher in these unprofitable businesses. No, yeah, no secret. Um, yeah, I mean if you're looking at an unprofitable unprofitable business, you're looking essentially at the revenue multiple, maybe the gross profit multiple, and then it's earnings capacity. So right. if they got rid of all, how much of it is early expenses that doesn't carry with them as they scale. So you can kind of take a gander, take a guess at what operating margins would look like eventually. Yeah, that's the whole reason we do that. And did you find the trading stuff? Because I got it here if you didn't. Yeah, know. New York Stock Exchanges. That was, uh, they IPO'd on the New York Stock Exchange in September. Uh, okay. But uh, prior to that, I think they were only on the, whatever the Canadian one is. The Toronto one, yeah, because I've seen here on Coifin that it's back all the way in October of 2019. So either way, it's pretty new. Yeah. Um, earnings, first quarter revenue was $36.2 million, up 51% year over year. Recurring software and payments revenue was $33.4 million, so and that was up 57%. That makes up, it looks like, 90% roughly of the top line, which is a good sign. Mm -hmm. um, and then they had 60% gross margins. That's actually decreasing as they scale. Not always a good sign, but really you're paying attention mostly to the gross profit number there as opposed to just strictly gross margin. Am I getting that right? Yeah, yeah. And they stated that they, with their new products, the Lightspeed payments thing, that's going to be their in-house payments thing, which is similar to Square. Um, that's going to decrease their gross margin. And if you look at Square or any other similar uh, platform that does this type of stuff and has their own payments thing, the gross margins are more like 45%, 50% ish. So that should decrease over time, but that's because they're expanding their business into new, you know, revenue streams. Okay. And then they had a operating loss of 22 million for the quarter and a net loss of 20.1 million. That was on 36 million roughly in revenue. Um, they had negative 6.4 million in operating cash flow, negative 7.4 if you include some stock based compensation and acquisition related costs. They had around $200 million in cash and cash equivalents. Um, their gross volume, essentially, which is basically just uh, – it's GTV on this, which I don't totally – It's the same gross as transaction GM volume, Yeah, I'm it's guessing. the same as GMV. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was $23 billion for the last 12 months. Uh, other notes, research and development made up about 35% of their total operating expenses. That was the highest expense by far. So I, all in all, I don't know. It's hard to gauge because you can't really tell – what you're going to look for here is the qualitative side of the customer retention, yeah. right? You mm -hmm. want to be able to see what are they doing that's al allowing the customers to come back over and over, how much of it is recurring. That way you can sort of gauge at scale what profitability will look like. If you're just looking at this 
just face value, yeah, it's not great earnings, but it's growing right. fast. Right. I agree. I agree. All right. We're going to take the ad break and then get back for the second half of the show here. Okay, welcome back. First up here is Digging Trenches, which is the moat rating. Um, any competitive advantages here for Lightspeed? I, n- no, I couldn't find one. I really well, couldn't. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that within an individual small business, they may have a moat just because the switching costs and getting a whole new payments network set up is kind of a moat just from a switching cost perspective, but they sure. don't have anything. And they have 77,000 customers. Yeah, so. so those customers may be sticky, but compared to you know Square, Clover, anyone else, I don't think they have any advantages over them. Yeah. To their other competitors, no. In terms of new entrants, it, like you're basically big picking between commodity products mm-hmm. right it's you're picking whatever point of sale system gets the job done for you um i like a guess that they specialize in restaurants and retail but and maybe golf yeah yeah um but other than that no i don't really see a big moat yeah no definitely not so maybe um, one one yeah potentially and they're so much smaller that they're gonna have no scale advantages versus someone like even paypal shopify square clover yeah. What about uh, further reading? Further reading. Um, I mean, what customers you know like about Lightspeed? Um, it's tough to see any reviews. Um, and I know online reviews can be manipulated, but compared to other payment systems, what do they like? How are the costs different? I know they actually charge a little bit less than Square does, um, which may be a differentiator, but that's going to lead to lower margins, um, in the long run at least. Um, and then their brand may be the only time they can differentiate. Uh, and that's always tough to do. It's tough to build a brand over time. As yeah. everyone knows, um, most brand you know, building is kind of a waste of time. And then I also want to know why are golf courses so important to them? I think they made a strategic acquisition or partnership with that. And I want to know if they're trying to invest heavily into there and you know why they're doing it. Yeah, Are you almost more bullish if they just said, yeah, we're, we just – or software that runs golf courses. <laughs> May well the I'd uh, almost I, rather them take a niche yeah. and expand out from there. Maybe not just golf courses, but maybe golf courses and five other things. Yeah. Um okay, so I'm a, I'm basically looking at the same thing as you. How is their product any different from the other POS providers? Mm-hmm. Um so product differentiation and then also if there is product differentiation, is it repeatable by their competitors? Yeah. Like if is this uh, someone was touting inventory management. Why couldn't Square just do the exact same thing? Well, I think they do, and a lot of other companies do as well. Right. I'm sure Shopify has that. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I All guess right. there has to be something. Something. Yeah. There's a, there's a reason. There's a reason people use it. Maybe the uh, 
I don't know. There's got to be a reason people use it um, over, you know, choosing yeah. them at least over Square, Clover, Shopify at some points. All right, future growth opportunities. What do you have? Lightspeed Capital. And so uh. if you thought Lightspeed <laughs> sounded like some VC firm, Lightspeed yeah. Capital, that definitely that, it does. basically is, yeah. Uh, so they launched this in August in partnership with Stripe to all their U.S.-based retailers. Um, and this basically allows Lightspeed to provide up to $50,000 in financing per retail location. And it expands, like, they're able to lend more and finance more as they uh, as they start to do it for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And then I believe they're drawing the data from Stripe. So Stripe pr- supplies the data, which is basically establishes credit worthiness of their small and medium sized sure, businesses. Is that what, are you sure about this? Or? Yeah, I saw it in the invest, investor presentation that says okay. we're drawing the data from Stripe's business network. Right. Um, and then Lightspeed obviously provides the capital. They get interest paid back on that. It's a lot like Square Capital, I imagine. Yeah, it um, seems like the... It seems like they copied that again, um, but yeah, it, not to be square, same, not to be square homers, but they did. It's the same roadmap for yeah. every one of these businesses, right? Mm-hmm. You're taking a little bit of every transaction, hopefully building out enough in volume that, or enough reliance on your system that you can build out all the rest of the functionality behind it. Yeah. Does this worry you that all these businesses, because so much capital is pouring in, going to be a little bit commoditized and maybe have pricing pressure, margin pressure over time? Yeah. And I, I didn't even really like, uh, square solely for retail right you know right. like they, we, they have this they have the double eco- yeah okay we were really we were fans of square yes we were optimistic about the retail business because there was so much in the back end that helped power those businesses but really it was the cash app that mm-hmm. drove that for us and so just a pure pos play i don't know i'm not as optimistic right right okay i'll get to mine it is e-commerce offerings um you know they make them a full omni-channel platform as a lot of businesses like to say um they're just again you know they're copying all the other businesses that do that but it it makes sense for them to do this especially in the march period i think they had 100 percent growth in e-commerce uh for their small businesses you know the future growth is going to be following the same path as these companies, like we just said, I honestly think it would be great for them to get bought out by Square. Um, if Square used their expensive stock at the moment, um, they have you know a lot of currency to use. It would probably dilute them. I should actually look up what their market cap is relative to them real quick here. It is yeah, they have an enterprise value of eighty five million. It wouldn't dilute Square shareholders that much. And I think the combination uh, would work even better because they basically run the same business, um, and it would be great for Lightspeed shareholders. They get bought out probably at a premium. And, you know, it'd be great for Square in the long run. Yeah. Uh, highlights and lowlights. Okay. Highlights. I mean, it's a great industry overall. The recurring revenues are nice. You know, you're just getting basically that annuity stream off of the small business if you're providing them enough value. Um, yes, it might be tough to scale with all the competition coming in, but on a unit economics basis, it's fantastic. They have this partnership with Google as well to help build out the, you know, quote, my business pages on Google Maps and Google Search which are very important to make those right because I know a lot of the times I won't go somewhere if that page isn't correct yeah. um, and the hours aren't you know good. So I think that's a good way. Maybe they can get creative and be differentiated with that. Um, that's probably why they have that partnership is you know the old Google, Google CFO, um, which I guess I just made that connection. Um, Low lights yeah. though, right? Yeah, that, yeah, piecing that together now. Too. Yeah, yeah. Low lights, you know, large competitors. We all know the competitors. There's even PayPal out there. There's the big banks. Um, they have to work with Visa and Mastercard, who have a lot more power as well. 
um, you know, gross margin is going to decrease over time. It's not going to stay in the 60 to 70% range. It'll probably go down to the 45 to 50% range unless they offer some new high margin business offerings. Um, feels to me like a big time buyout candidate. Yeah. Uh, you know, the large cap financials, I said Square earlier just because they run basically the same businesses, but I could see PayPal buying them out. I could see Stripe buying them out. I could see Shopify buying them out. Shopify might make even the most sense because they're trying to enter into that um, physical retailing more. Yeah, that's the thing with Square buying them out is like people always tout synergies. Square prefers to buy companies, I imagine, that give them some product adjacencies, but it's really something else that's an added feature. Whereas just buying the exact same business but smaller doesn't really feel like you're doing a whole lot. Yeah, Shopify might work better um, now that I'm thinking about it. And then my last low light is that operating expenses are right now almost double of what gross profit is. And that is a tough hole to dig out of because you're still paying all those people. You have to grow um, to get out of there. And it's just, it's going to take a while. Yeah. um, Highlights for me, it's the same. They're growing fast. They're helping small businesses. the other part is it's like, yeah, they have big competitors, but it's not a winner-take-all space, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason just because, yeah, as a new small business, you're going to have to pick a POS provider and you're going to have to pick the back-end systems that come with that point-of-sales system or hardware, but each, it doesn't mean it's all going to go towards one. Right. And the low lights for me, uh, there's a floor in terms of how much they can charge, right? Yeah. And so... If you're looking at it like big tech uh, or bigger companies being able to price out Lightspeed, there's really mm-hmm. a floor because even Square can't go that low with their take rate because Visa and MasterCard have to take it. There's a whole bunch of back-end payments parts that goes into that payment that Square mm-hmm. is not getting all 2.6%. Yeah, and so, it's a reason why some of these companies, so Shopify and online and then Square and Clover in physical are trying to go for the larger businesses, you know, like baseball stadiums, things like that, because that is where the scale advantages may work and you actually can, you know, be more profitable with those uh, smaller take rates. Yeah. Um, So all in all, low lights, it's just tough spot to be in. Tough spot to be in for a growing, uh, you know, yeah, it's just tough. All right. To wrap things up, are we more or less interested in light speed? I'm pretty uninterested. Uh, just feels like I hate copiers. Like yeah. and I know, yep. okay, they were founded in 2005, so I'm not saying they were. They've done. Uh, they were obviously out before Square, but that doesn't mean they haven't copied them along the way. Like yeah. Square might be the innovator here, and then mm-hmm. Lightspeed's just copying everything they do. And literally, the biggest red flag for me on this might be the investor presentations. Yeah, because they. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe Square copied them, but I, I don't think so. They've been doing that for a long time. Um, that yeah. Those pictures, they were frame for frame, like the same style, everything. They couldn't have been doing that because they didn't IPO until right. 2019. Right. So they right. have to be copying Square. You are right. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty uninterested. Yeah, I'm uninterested. Here's, okay, the only scenario I could see myself buying, um, owning shares is if they get to, you know, cash flow positive eventually. And the sales multiple comes down a ton. At that point, if, if you think that they have a stable enough business and their customers are going to stick with them, it could be fine. Yeah, but at this yeah. price and at this um, at these operating margins, no way. If it was a lot cheaper and we saw the stability in the customers and the recurring revenue was, I mean, it's already 90% of the business, but... Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. We need to see maybe a year or two of stability in terms of customers with them. Yeah, and and getting closer to um, you know positive cash flow. The other part, it's not like consumer spending is really at a all time high. You know, yeah. Like it's not. It's COVID's still around. So, yeah. and I believe their last quarter numbers were a little impacted in terms of gross transaction volume. A little bit, yeah. But they still put up some good uh, top line growth, which is I think is yeah. a, that's a positive there. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode then. If you guys have any suggestions, DM us on Twitter. And if you're not on Twitter, email us at chitchatmoneypodcast at gmail.com. Remember, we are not financial advisors, and anything we say on the show is not formal advice or recommendation. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll see you all next week.